Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You know, the only thing I can say uh, about, you know, Hurricane Ian, there's a couple of things. One, um, Steve, we're, we're incredibly fortunate uh, to kind of survived that storm, but it's, it's terribly tragic what has occurred just south of us. Fort Myers, Cape Coral, Naples, um, you know, Captiva Island, all of that. I mean, just absolute devastation. And for that matter... And you went uh, over to the East Coast to to get away from this thing. But it continued through Central Florida. And the amount of flooding from this incredible amount of rain uh, was devastating in the center of the state. Nowhere near the shore where you get storm surge and stuff like that. We're going to talk about the Bucks and the NFL's decision to play Sunday night's game in Tampa um, but first off, man, those images were hard, hard to watch. And knowing the area, if you've grown up here, if, you, if you've lived here like you and I have, you've been to those places, just really devastating. Well, and it's not done yet. I mean, it's a hurricane again, and it's heading towards South Carolina and Georgia. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, this storm's not done wreaking havoc yet. Unreal. Uh, you know, may, probably not the havoc we're seeing, particularly Fort Myers, Sure. Uh, Venice, Venice Beach, and that. I mean, I have some friends and, and some family down in those areas, and it's just awful. Mm. Mm. And and hearing what they're saying and and what they're going through right now, yeah. um, you know, luckily, as far as I know, everyone I know in that is 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 okay, and and you know, they're safe, their houses, their belongings, not necessarily, but you know, those are things that can be replaced. Um, but there are others that you know. Or have died or perished in this storm and it's uh i mean just some of the videos you're seeing in pictures are just just awful um and and here in tampa bay i mean we did dodge a bullet um unfortunately that means south of us didn't right yeah but, you know, the tampa area didn't get it nearly as bad as, as maybe we had anticipated last week but that doesn't mean nobody got it bad because it that's completely wrong right no there was damage in there and there's there's been some loss but Nothing like I mean this this community this area would have would have been destroyed you know uh, much like it is down in Southwest Florida and you know we we don't know the loss of life just yet but, you know, my dad um, who you know coached baseball and all that but really worked his his real job um, when he wasn't doing that was working for at that time Florida Power Florida Progress and. You know, hurricanes happen every year all over the country, and so what what occurs, even if it doesn't hit your neck of the woods, um, those those companies, those power companies, will send crews uh, to the affected areas so that they can restore power because it's just a massive, massive job. You can imagine there are millions of people without power right now down in Southwest Florida. So they'll come from Georgia, they'll come from everywhere, and 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 conversely, you know, my dad would go to places like South Carolina or wherever those hurricanes were. And I've never seen anything affect him as much as 
when he came back and they worked long hours and they, you know, they, they tried to restore, but they were the first people sort of in, in those areas. Some of those places they weren't, you know, allowing folks to go back into until some of the power lines were restored and it was dangerous because there were live wires on the ground and whatnot. But he, he was so impacted by what he saw in those hurricanes that anytime there was one close by and the year that he died, in fact, he was hospitalized. There was like four of them. Uh, and he was frightened for us because he had just seen too much, way too much and stuff that he didn't even talk about. But, um, the power of those storms are, are just, you know, and it seems like everyone we have now, maybe because the, the, you know, the Gulf water is warm or whatever, um, are, are monster storms. You know, there's very few category one or two, it, everything's at three, four, sometimes five. And it just seems, you know, incredible, but this was a massive storm and, and, you're right. There are people affected locally, but um, nothing like the impact uh, down there in uh, in that whole Fort Myers uh, Beach, Naples area and all of that. I remember so, after Katrina, and you may not even know this story. So Katrina hits, what was it, August of 05, yeah. late August 05. And I worked mm-hmm. for iHeartMedia or Clear Channel at the time. Right. And they brought a team of people from around the country to help. So about a week after Katrina, I went to New Orleans. I was in Baton Rouge for a lot of it, but we went down to New Orleans. Mm. And at that time, no one was allowed in the city. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're walking down Bourbon Street, and it's empty. Weird, I mean, huh? It's ir- I mean, the only thing you're seeing is National Guard. Right. They and, prevent looting. And yeah. seeing all the flooding that was still. And this is a week later. Yeah. Granted, New Orleans is, is uh, you know under sea level anyway. Yeah. But the amount of flooding, the the guys that were walking from house to house and we're there to kind of report and, and document and stuff that walk out of a house and then write a number on the door oh. and it was how many bodies they found inside. Oh yeah. I'll never forget that. And, and mm. you know, and, and that kind of stuff, you know, just the impact and seeing that flooding and you know, like I said, that was a week later. I mean, right now we're talking a day or two afterwards. Right. And it's just, you know, what what those people and, and what Fort Myers and Venice and, and all those areas down there, what they're going to go through for the next years trying to rebuild is just, it's hard to, hard to fathom. It really is. And there's going to be, you know, more loss of life as they, as they, you know, get into the, some of those areas and, and you just, you know, the people that try to ride it out have no chance with a storm surge and all of that. And then, you know, just the displacement, right? I mean, entire families, you talk about insurance. You talk about needing help right away uh, to secure even a hotel room. Losing all your all your belongings, whatever you were, you know, not able to take with you if you did evacuate. It's just incredible um, how how life changing it is. I mean, I've had people, you know, just in my neighborhood lose a ton just because a a pipe burst in their house and their house was flooded, and they had to, you know, go somewhere for two or three months, and that's so disruptive just to think about you know a simple pipe bursting imagine uh, your entire home being swept away um it's horrible and you know and and some people when it was announced on thursday that the buccaneers would indeed host the sunday night game against the kansas city chiefs some people thought that was the wrong decision and I understand that sentiment, you know, because not too far from here, there are a lot of people hurting. Heck, there's, as you mentioned, there's probably 
plenty of people that that were uh, you know victims of the storm here locally as well. But I I'm not sure you know aside from the optics uh, you know the Tampa Sports Authority found out early on Thursday that you know they had enough safety personnel and you know various agencies that they would need to put on the game itself without taking away from those affected areas because I know you know all the agencies Hillsborough County Sheriffs and different agencies will be will be sending people to those affected areas but they still felt they had enough um to to put on this game and so they they informed the NFL of that and and in fairly short order the NFL decided to you know play the game as scheduled now you know one of the things they're going to do and they've already kind of done it on the Thursday night football broadcast is they're going to have some things and some pleas and numbers and they're going to raise money for the victims of the storm and so you know the games in Tampa uh the devastation is not far from here those even locally and and maybe some that live down there that were affected you know we talked to Tom Brady on on Thursday and he said you know I've always thought that sports was one of the great unifiers you know in our in our in our world is that um no matter what's happening and he obviously has played um you know through several crises including hurricane Katrina uh and 911 you know the league uh canceled their games right after 911 for that first Sunday and then went back to playing and he said you know my experience has been that even if it's you know a distraction or whatever we're just entertainment but whatever relief we can provide and in this case it's more than just that it's also financial because the glazers have donated a million dollars just to get the ball rolling tom brady has made i'm sure what is probably a sizable donation you know there will be others and and those nfl fans across the country that are going to tune into what should be a really marquee game of the year. I mean, Patrick Mahomes going against Tom Brady, and we always say maybe for the last time, is, you know, is a pretty good Sunday night game just from a viewer standpoint. And so with millions and millions watching, hopefully they can raise millions and millions of dollars and do some good. So I see both sides of it. I I don't think it's tone deaf. Like a lot of people are sort of like, well, wow, you know, um, the alternative was to play this game in Minneapolis, Minnesota, which is a long way away, but that was a stadium that was designated um, mm-hmm. in case there needed to be a you know a game move for for displacement of this of this storm. But they feel like you know this is the best decision, and you know it's obviously good for the Bucks in in terms of you know they've only had one home game since their one preseason game back on August thirteenth, so they've been on the road quite a bit and. They only have one more here before they go and, and have a couple more road games. So, you know, I, I I see both sides of it, but I, I'm not, you know, if a lot of good and a lot of money can come from this, and they could raise money too if the game was on in Minnesota. I'm not naive to that. But here's always Here's always the hard part. And and like you, I, I see both sides. And sure. You know, first and foremost, if the resources aren't there to be able to host a game, you don't. And, and you know, the NFL was very clear. You know, if we can't do it there, we'll do it somewhere else. I mean, you know, you can't take away resources that are needed. The hard part is, is 
okay, this is three or four days later. Is five or six enough? Is eight enough? When is when do you resume that? And it's always been a, you know, after after you know September 11th, it was okay. We canceled games that weekend. It was probably the right thing to do. But then there was the next week. But the next week, it was. Is it time to go back yet? Is it not? A lot of people were having funerals, and yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and and the hard part is there's really no right answer. Yeah. And there's no, you can't go in going well. You know, if this happens, it's you know definitely three or days is enough for four or five. You know, And, and so I see both sides. And if if you were one who absolutely wants it played here and it's great for the community, I, I totally get that. If you think it's too soon to do that, I can understand that too. And, mm-hmm. you know, but the hard part is is, is knowing when, and, and you're never going to satisfy everybody with it. And, right. and there's no necessarily right answer. I do think sports and, and things like this can bring a community together. And if it can put a spotlight on some of the devastation here and help raise money nationally, then that's a good thing that comes out of, out of hosting the game here, and, and that can be a great thing too. Yeah, and, you know, the Buccaneers obviously are a big part of Central Florida. They have fans all over up and down the Gulf Coast, all over the state and in the country, obviously, with with Tom Brady as their quarterback. So there's a big outreach, you know, and you just hope. Listen, I I think if there had been, you know, more of a a direct hit in this area or more than a glancing blow, as as the case may be, and I'm not saying that there wasn't any damage because there was, but... You know, you're talking about a, a place that's at least two hours from my home. Um, and, you know, so how far enough away, you know, would it be if it happened in Miami, if it happened in Panama City? Like, what would have been too close to? You know, there's a geographic sort of um, connection as well. So I'm with you. Is there, There's probably plenty of people on both sides of the argument, and, and they have good arguments. But from the Bucks' pers- perspective, at least... Uh, this is a break because they have obviously had to relocate their football operations. They did that on Tuesday. They flew a couple of planes, charter planes down there. They invited all family, friends, even some pets, made the trip to South Florida. They practiced at the Miami Dolphins facility in Davie. They did that on Wednesday. They did it on Thursday. They will practice this morning on Friday and, and then come home after their practice is over, sometime around noon, if they keep the normal schedule, have a walkthrough on Saturday, and then, of course, they play Sunday night. But they've had to, you know, sort of overcome that adversity. And also, you know, prior to where that storm landing, we really didn't exactly know. It looked like it was headed south. But, you know, they're getting on planes and and some driving down and whatnot uh, to get out of harm's way, but worried about, you know, the people and the friends and the family maybe that they're leaving behind. And so there was real, a lot of mixed emotions and anxiety. And, you know, you try to alleviate that by having your family with you. So you're at least not worried about them and, and you can focus on football. But this is, this has been a different week for, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a, a tough opponent coming in here, the Kansas city chiefs uh, with a tremendous quarterback, you know, the Bucks. They've scored three touchdowns in three games on offense. They've got a lot of, of moving parts that they need to get short up in a, in a short amount of time. And, you know, having to, to move your entire operations down to South Florida is not necessarily the ideal way to do it, even if you have, and maybe particularly if you have your family with you. So we're going to see, you know, in a weird way, these sort of 
adversities sometimes galvanize teams, help teams grow together. And, you know, I think the biggest thing, and, we, you know, we can talk more about this, that the Bucks have going for them is they're going to get some players back. And that's the most important thing. We'll break down the game between the Chiefs and, of course, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But first, if your electric bill is going crazy right now, and, and we had a little bit of cool weather as a result of this hurricane, but believe me, you can always save money on your electric bill by calling our folks at May Electric Solar. They're a family-owned business. They've been installing solar electric systems for 12 years. There's a lot of these companies out there, but May Electric is committed to you for the long term. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and service warranty. Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That right there is what they call the May difference. If you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all its products. They conduct on-site testing. You can see exactly what they're going to install. Plus, they don't use subcontractors, so you know exactly who is doing the job. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts, May Electric Solar, at 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate. You can lower your electric bill all year long, preserve the quality of your life, and preserve your appliances as well. That's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. All right, just looking at this game, we had a chance. uh, We've been doing Zoom calls because we're not in Miami, have not been from a media standpoint. So sort of like it's going back to 2020 all over again, which I don't miss the Zoom calls. Let me just say that (laughs) off the top. I can't believe we did it for a year, a year. You know, uh, the Bucks do as good a job as they can, but it's it's not the same kind of back and forth and you get one question and they move to the next person or whatever. Um, but we were grateful to have access to, the, to them, including Tom Brady. And, you know, we talked about a lot of things. First and foremost, Mike Evans, who is returning this week, he we have not talked to him since his suspension. Didn't think he was going to get suspended after his encounter in New Orleans with Marshawn Lattimore. But he did, and it's his second time, and he's very remorseful about it. He says, you know, I've got to be smarter. I can't hurt my football team. He said it was really difficult, and you can imagine watching that game, knowing that they just needed, you know, that that last score or the two-point conversion, whatever, having only scored 12 points, what a difference he might have made in that game. And that was the hardest thing for him is just knowing he couldn't help his team. But – on the positive side, and you know this this is not in any way kind of a trade off, but he got to rest his body, you know, at a time when he was battling with some hamstring issues himself. So fresh legs at any time in the season, particularly at receiver, is always a good thing. And he'll be back, and he's going to be you know one hundred percent and and raring to go against a really good Kansas City Chiefs team and defense. So that's the positive. The other possible positive and I mean it's hard to know until you get to game day we're still several days away but both Julio Jones and Chris Godwin have practiced each of the last two days we'll see what they do today it's sort of a shorter practice red zone stuff like that but they have been limited and yet I think there's a general sense that probably one or both these guys will be able to go on Sunday night and that helps too I mean you even look at okay if it's a one o'clock game versus 825, believe me, those seven hours matter uh, in recovery. And so, you know, they've done a little bit this this week, and that's good. Rashard Perriman, who was counted on a week ago, he's not practiced at all. 
has kind of a knee and a uh, and a hamstring issue, I think. And so I don't know that he'll be available. But if they can get Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and maybe Julio Jones back, and then also Donovan Smith has been limited in practice. Now, he didn't go last week. Similarly, he, he had one practice and then and then took, I think, Thursday and Friday off. This this week so far, he had practiced the, the first two days down there. I don't know, you know, if that hyperextended elbow is ready to go. Obviously, Brandon Walton struggled a little bit in his first NFL start. But if you get a combination of those receivers and maybe even your left tackle, to me, Steve, that's what this team is missing more than anything is just continuity, time on task. You know, the best teams are the ones that, you know, have that sort of, you know, carry over from week to week, year to year. And they had a lot of new new parts. I think the other day, Byron Leppich told us that they started the game with eight of the 11 players were guys that had not started uh, at any point last year, which was really something. Well, what, you got four, what, four offensive linemen. Right. Your tight end. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, none of your receivers. None of your receivers were starters. So, I mean, correct. really, Brady, Wirfs, and Fournette. That's it. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's hard to – and really, if you re- – and I heard Tom Brady say this on his podcast. He goes, look, you know, as bad as it was, and it was awful, make no mistake, well, they put together a drive at the end of the game. And they get the delay of game penalty, which is absurd that it occurred, but it did. And and they get pushed them back, and they don't get the two point conversion, or they're in overtime. And after as poorly as they played, uh, and, and with that cast, they came that close to maybe sending the game in overtime and winning it. And we'd have been sitting here going, "Wow, what a win!" You know, like you know, they 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 stunk for most of the game, but Brady was Brady, and they came back and they're three and zero. They're one of the only you know a couple three and zero teams in the league, and and we'd have been talking about more about the defense and so on, but it, you know instead. You know, to the victor goes the spoils. We lose fourteen to twelve, but I I don't think it's everything is as dark and gloomy, particularly because you just didn't have your guys, man. And who knows? Maybe there'll be a run of injuries at the receiver position the way it was last year at defensive back, and they just never overcome it. But you know, if you have your dudes out there, if you have your guys, I'll take I'll take Brady and and this mm-hmm. offensive line that's going to get better and better each week. You got to have Donovan Smith at some point back. I think that's critical. Even though Brandon Walton, you know, has tried to do a pretty good job, they lost Josh Wells, their backup left tackle. But give Brady his his weapons, and let's see what happens. I'll take Brady and that defense, mm-hmm. and let Brady mm-hmm. figure it out because that defense. Yeah. Look, they've give up points on the first drive, and yep. against Green Bay, the second drive. Yep, and and they lock it down. Like yep. that's a mark of a good defense. And not That's just right. your coordinator, not just your head coach, but the players on the field. Okay, they came out. They scripted some plays. They've scouted us. This is how they're attacking us. Okay, let's, let's adjust. Right. And, and they have done that better than any team in the NFL this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, okay, this is how you're going to play? All right, let's change. Let's, you know, we're gonna, they make their adjustments. They figure it out. Yep. It's, it, it's almost the way... Isn't that the way Tom Brady's played for 20-some years? Absolutely. Defenses Absolutely. come in, and they, they change their look. They do something different because it's Tom Brady and, mm-hmm. and that. And, and he just he, he keeps picking at it and keeps finding, how can I attack this? How can I do this? And, and he changes throughout a game what he does. That's He's right. done that in his whole career, and, and that's what this Bucks defense is doing. 
and it's yep. beautiful to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, to see, okay, yeah, you, you you march down the field the first drive, you hit us for a big play here, you did this, okay. But you're not going to do that all game long because mm-hmm. we're good. In, we've got the players. We've got, you said Brady and his guys. Well, I'll take I'll take the Bucks guys on defense. Absolutely. You know, if they can stay healthy this year. That's it. You know, this group and the way, the, it's the adjustments that impress me more than, I mean, you know, the, 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 the players themselves, of course. Mm-hmm. But the way they're able to adjust and figure it out. Oh, right. you're doing this now? Okay, we're gonna we're gonna change this. We're gonna adjust this. We're gonna do this. To, whatever it is, and in every game, it's different. Mm-hmm. It's it's beautiful. I love watching the in-game adjustments that teams make, both offense, defense. You know, whatever it is. Okay, right. you're doing this. You're doing okay. We weren't expecting this coming in, but we can adjust. Right. We don't have to stick to our game plan that we had coming in. You're doing something different. We'll do it different. That's a mark of a really good team. Yeah, they've, they've done that, and, you know, we talked to Larry Foote about the slow starts. Of course, that's sort of been the theme. You know, you're kind of nitpicking. I mean, this is a defense that's given up nine points a game, nine. Okay, the number one scoring defense in the NFL. I think they're tied for third in sacks. Um, you know, they, they, their numbers across the board are outstanding. And it really has just come down to, you know, as Larry said, he goes, go ahead and jump in the pool. Don't don't put your big toe in. Like, let's start games the way we play, you know, the rest of it after the first drive, or in the case of the Packers, the first two. And they have been. I, I've said this for a while after the Dallas game. They, they If they can stay healthy, and that's a, always a big if, and they've lost to Keem Hicks, which is a big, lo- big loss. But they're they're an elite defense. I think they're one of the top defenses in the league. I don't think there's – really one or two defenses that can be better than them when they're playing well, when they're playing together. And Devin White is leading this group. And Devin White was voted the uh, Defensive Player of the Month in the NFC. This first time he's won the award. Well-deserved. If you look at his number, he's filled up the stat sheet. The number of tackles he has, uh, the three sacks, a forced fumble, uh, just across the board, You know, lots of quarterback hits. And more than that, he's played under control. You know, we saw him last year sort of running around a lot and, and kind of guessing at times and shooting gaps. And the Bucks, you know, got gashed more than we're used to seeing, particularly on the perimeter. He didn't play well in coverage. That seemed to have been a weakness. Not anymore. He is doing everything well. And I think he's sort of the motor. Obviously, you've got the, the guy next to him in Levante David that seems healed up from the Liz Frank injury that's playing fast. And the secondary, to me, is what's been the biggest improvement, is those guys have taken to heart how the season ended. And how the season ended was the miscommunication, the Cooper Cup running free, um, losing to the Rams in the way that they did after Brady had brought them back. That game should have been in overtime, and who knows, if they win it, they, they're hosting San Francisco, and, and for my money, probably probably go to the Super Bowl again. So... You know, this group has been together now four years, and some of them have been here five years, and you add a guy like Logan Ryan, you move Winfield to the slot. They're playing great. They're playing great. They know they're really good. That's the other thing is they know they're good. And as Foote said, they're not settling for just good. Like, they want to dominate. Like, this this group sort of has the – and I'm not – it's comparisons are inevitable, but they're very, very hard to make. But when the Bucs – who had three Hall of Fame players and maybe four on that defense back in 02 that won the Super Bowl, they were never satisfied. I mean, they could, they could almost shut a team out, but 
they were looking to score touchdowns. John Gruden challenged them to get nine, and with the three pick sixes that they had in the Super Bowl, they got to nine. Uh, he challenged them to score nine touchdowns themselves. And, and I see sort of that same hunger from this defense that, you know, even though, for example, that they've given up nine points a game, three, 10, and 20, or 14, uh, they feel like they, they haven't played well the whole game. They haven't put together a full game because, the, you know, the early drives haven't given up a touchdown in the first half but, uh, until Green Bay, but still – they, they think they can do better. And that's what you love about them is they're holding each other accountable. They know how good they can be. So I'm with you. The adjustments that, that Todd Bowles is able to make, and he says it's not really that, that big changes. He says it's just been a matter of technique. Um, you know, and again, sort of starting games the way, the way you play the second half or the second quarter. And Brady makes no mistake about it. He says, look, our defense has kept us in this. We're 2-1 and one because of our defense, you know. But that's a good thing because, like you said, Steve, how many Super Bowls has he won with a great defense and a running game? Half of them? Uh, well, definitely the first three. Yeah, you could exactly. Do a big chunk of that. Um, yeah. you know, the years he's had his best offensive years, like 07 when they went undefeated. Randy Moss. And he, yeah. But they, got, they lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it, 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 we talk about it all the time. It's complimentary football. Yes. That's what wins Super Bowls. That's mm-hmm. what wins championships overall. You yep. know, you can have a great offense, but your defense better be good too. You better stop somebody. You're not going right. to be number one in offense and number thirty two in defense and win a Super Bowl. Nope, 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 nope. Yep, you're absolutely right, and and I think they have the the right mix and the right balance now. Kansas City, and this was interesting too. So we're talking to Shaq Barrett the other day, and you know, I was asking him about the difference in the chiefs and you know, they don't have Tyreek Hill, and, and yet Patrick Mahomes is, is still for my money, maybe the best quarterback, not named Brady that's playing today. And Andy Reid does such a great job. They're coming off a loss to Indy. So that's probably not in the Bucks' favor necessarily, but they got to go back on the road. And so he's trying, he's doing a better job of, you know, reading things out and taking what, what, what the defense is giving them and, and things like that. But, this this Kansas City team, you know, is is to, is going to be in there in the end. Like you don't doubt that Kansas City's going to get deep into the playoffs, maybe the championship, maybe a Super Bowl again. So to me, they they've beaten this team in the Super Bowl, and and we asked Shaq Barrett what's different. You know, they have a new offensive line. I think I don't even know that there's a single offensive lineman back from 2020 that's on this team. And he goes, oh yeah, you know. Uh, it's definitely favorable match us, matchups for us. This should be our coming out party. <laughs> like what? <laughs> uh, they've they've completely rebuilt their defensive line. Shaq Barrett doesn't think very much of it. This should be our coming out party against <laughs> these guys. Wow. But hey, if you go back it up, it doesn't matter, right? Uh, exactly. You know, you're gonna put the bulletin board material up. You better uh, back it up. Yeah. And he, he's very confident. And, and you know what? I mean, maybe he's right. Maybe he knows something. They certainly knew something in the Super Bowl. It'll be interesting to see if they play the same game plan. You know, they were able to really get after Mahomes with a four-man rush. They, they kept everything in front of them. They played a lot of cover, too. You know, Mahomes likes to push the ball down the field. He extends plays. He's not very patient. At least he wasn't two years ago. Now I think he's a better, you know, quarterback in terms of making those adjustments. So, 
This is this is the best test I think so far. I know the Packers with Aaron Rodgers are very very good, but you know he's trying to get used to a new group of receivers. They're primarily doing it running the football. Kansas City can do both. They can run the football and they certainly can throw it. They're very balanced, and we know how explosive Mahomes is. So, for the Bucks to go into Sunday night after what they've been through, play a Kansas City team that's desperate for a win after losing to Indianapolis. I think this has all the makings of, of really a statement game. We said when we saw the schedule come out, Steve, remember the, uh, doing a podcast about it going, okay, at Dallas, at New Orleans, home against Green Bay, home against Kansas City. I was saying, you know, two and two and you start the season, you're okay. But to me, if you go three and one, the way they've gotten to three and one with the defense being as dominant as they are, knowing that the offense is going to get better, as they as these guys get more experience and more time together and you get your guys back, I think three and one makes you one of the top teams in football, not just the NFC. I do have to correct you. The night the schedule came out, we went through it. Win, win, <laughs> win, right. win. No. <laughs> Seventeen and oh man. That's right. No, that's uh, losing. Look, if you started the season two and two, and that was before you knew that Godwin would come Everyone back hurt again. Right. Mike Evans would get suspended. Suspended, yeah. Julio Jones would be out, although you didn't even know you had Julio Jones at the time. A hurricane. Uh, Russell would Gage would the, still yeah. be would be hurt some. I mean, he's playing, but yeah, he's not playing great. Mm. You know, it, you didn't know all that when when right. and your offensive line. Ryan Jensen would be lost for the season. Yeah, you already knew you were going to have two new guards. Now you had Shaq Mason, a veteran, but and, and then Donovan, Donovan Smith, Smith would go out. down. If you're three and one after this stretch, with that, yeah, you're sitting pretty. Yeah, I agree. In the I NFC agree. South, and you and you won over New Orleans, your division foe. Yeah. I mean, one thing if you'd have been three and one and lost to New Orleans, yeah, you got the and one. They you were needed. three and one as well, and and then mm-hmm. you know they had that win against you. Right. Then you go, oh, okay, okay, it's good, but not you know not as good. But three and one, if if you can beat Kansas City Sunday night, right? Three and one with that schedule. And, and add the hurricane this week and practicing this in Miami. Displaced by part a hurricane, of it. absolutely. Mm-hmm. You'll take that every day. I mean, yeah. You know, three and one goes. To, if you had a sixteen game schedule, I mean, you're twelve and four. That's right. That's right. That's a hell of a season already. So twelve and absolutely. five, thirteen and four. If if you keep that pace up, but yeah, I, I, you'd have no problem if you told me at the beginning of the year three and one, even without all the the, the circumstances. I said great. Right. No, I agree. I, I think I looked at that and said that's as, as as tough a gauntlet of teams as you're going to see stacked in the first four weeks for anybody, much less a 45-year-old quarterback facing all those injuries that he has. So we'll see how they match up. I mean, I, I think it's going to be a good game. The Bucks have managed to keep these scores in check. They've given up more each week. I mean, you know, three, then 10, which is nothing. Then, you know, even 14 is, is really nothing. Um, but you keep this Kansas City team, I think, to 20 points or less – you should have a real good look at it because they're going to get their guys back. I think, you know, and there's going to be some emotion in the stadium too. You know, I mean, this community, this, you know, all of Florida really has, it doesn't matter where you were, Steve. I mean, you, you took your family, uh, you didn't know what you're going to come back to necessarily. We wrote it out and it's been stressful. And that's the thing about hurricanes is, you know, you see them coming for, you know, a good week or so in advance and every day and every hour, you're sort of updating its progress. And, you know, you're taking furniture off the patio and you're, you know, your kids are out of school and everything's just different. And 
you know, it's been a tough week for all of us. And so, you know, for three hours on a Sunday night, if the Bucks come out and play well, um, you know, they can bring a little bit of relief to some people and maybe some smiles to some faces that, you know, otherwise are going through a lot. So we'll see what happens in that game. Meanwhile, the Tampa Bay Rays can't finish the deal. All they've needed with their magic number is one, and it looked like maybe they were going to need a one to nothing shutout to beat the Cleveland Guardians. They lose two to one. You can't score one run, and now they're going to have to try to do it down in Houston. Well, they might back in because the Orioles have lost three in a row, and all it takes is one Oriole loss. And that's correct. Mm-hmm. And and I think they've got the Yankees this weekend. Is that correct? And Aaron Judge is going for the triple crown. I have to. Yeah, they're in New York this weekend, so he's going for the record. 63. So the Yankees will be jacked up. So you may back in with that. But, yeah, the Astros handed you your lunch last week. Mm-hmm. You did not play very well against them. You couldn't hit. Nope. Um, your pitching did Now, they've clinched okay. everything. Am I right? Have the Astros? Are they, I believe they, they've clinched everything. I don't think the number Yankees Number one seed in them. the American League? Yeah, maybe the Yankees could catch them still. There's six games... Five and a half up with like six to play. So I think the Yankees technically could catch them. Okay. Probably so a magic number of like one. For. Probably a magic number of one or so. Right. But yeah, so I mean, the Rays need, but you know, the other part is, is you'd like to try to catch the Blue Jays. Yeah. You're now sure. two games behind the Blue Jays mm-hmm. with six to play. Had you won one of these two or even both of these games, you'd be tied with, the, with Toronto. Yeah, right. And now, you have the tiebreaker think- with Toronto. The the Rays right now would go to Toronto to play. Correct. Yes. If if the playoffs started this today, yeah, they would be. No, I'm sorry. Well, Seattle's tied with the Rays, but they by win percentage. So Seattle or Tampa Bay, you'd either you're either going to Cleveland or to Toronto if the playoffs started today. I think Seattle might be playing as we're taking. And there, look, there was a time when I thought, well, Cleveland, you know, seems like probably the easier. You know what? The the Guardians are playing as well as anybody in baseball right now. Yeah. Now, for two nights, you've given up two runs in 19 innings. Or That's true. Four runs in 19 innings. You just couldn't win because you've scored one each night. Yeah. I mean, the right offense has got to be better. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, you could blame Sean Armstrong tonight. Gives up two in the, the eighth inning. But ultimately, your pitching staff gave up two runs. Right. You should win. Right. And isn't that like every every year – with mm-hmm. the Rays every postseason. It just seems like the same thing. Like They're going to get in there because of their pitching. They're going to pitch okay, and they're just not going to score runs. Yeah. Now, you know, you know, for the Rays, too, they're going through stuff. I mean, you know, they've left town. They're in Cleveland, but they're worried about things back home. That's true. I mean, you know, That's so true. maybe maybe there's been a little bit of distraction in the field for them, too. I mean, hard to tell. Yeah. Don't know. But you know, yeah. ma- maybe you cut them a little bit. But I mean, the magic number's one to make a playoff spot. You got six games to go. Feel pretty good about yeah. making a playoff. Three in Houston, then three in Boston. Yeah. And the like I said, the Orioles lose one, and they've lost three in a row now. They're trying to back their way out of the playoffs. Right. I think they're going to get it done, and and it would be nice to do it with a win. I said the champagne would taste better. You said the champagne tastes good no matter when. <laughs> <laughs> Because it depends on the champagne. I don't know. Well, that that too. But but yeah, I mean, do you just, buy the better it, champagne if you win and the cheaper if you lose? Or probably to get yeah. it back in. You know, I mean, I don't know how that works. That's what. Yeah, that's right. Get the cheap stuff, man. But 
regardless, I mean their their record of consistency as a franchise is unbelievable. I mean to make the you know they're back to back American League East champions, going to make the playoffs again for a while there. I think they were on the on track to win ninety games. I don't know if they can I make think, that now. Yeah, no, this is their fifth straight season. Well, if they if they can get to ninety, they got to go five and one the rest of the way. Yeah, they got it's starting to get slim. They get now, to yeah. ninety, it'd be their fifth straight season of ninety wins. Which is remarkable, just remarkable, mm-hmm. especially with the injuries and the changes that they've made and, and, and you know all the free agents that they've brought in from different places. This has been one of those special years where you know, you've know you kind of carved a team. And what did you think you know, of Glass now? Oh, pff, stupid. I mean, look, modern medicine is tremendous, right? You can just put a guy's elbow back together with the Tommy John, and, and I mean, he's throwing 98. He's got that. Wicked slider, uh, just wipe out stuff and look poised. And I mean, again, throw him out there if you got McClanahan going with any sort of consistency. If he can get back to where he was, you know, prior to the shoulder impingement or whatever's going on with him, uh, they've. I mean, the pitching is is going to keep him in it. Period. It just is. If you could just hit a little bit, you've got a chance against anybody. Yeah, it was so good to see him on the mound. Oh, and, it was great. And, and you hope it's a it's a boost for the team. He's also don't you think he's also one of those life of the life of the clubhouse guys? In other words, he's a little bit of a character, right? Mm-hmm. But he's so damn talented and he's so dominant that you just feel like you know when he's on the mound, you're gonna, he's going to give you such a great chance to win and battle. And but just just having him there, right? Having him a big part of this again. Well, you hear like how hard of a worker he is, and right, how right. he kind of sets an example for everyone in that regard. And you know, it's right. one of the reasons coming off Tommy John, they gave him the big contract. Uh, is absolutely. that you know they know how hard he's working. They they know the type of guy he is in the clubhouse, the type of guy he is. Period. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why they were comfortable and confident in giving him that money. That's right. You know, and you, and, you can and, see it. And in the playoffs, when you know you can send him out there to start a game, even if he's only going three or four innings. It's still a big boost over whoever else would pitch that night. Yeah, no, no one. Believe me, no one wants to face that guy. I know he gave up a home run the other night. No one wants to get in batter's box against him. Not with that stuff. I mean, just think next year, and we don't want to get ahead because they've got a postseason hopefully to go to this year. Right. But when you can put McClanahan and Glass now out there in back-to-back games, <laughs> lefty righty. Right. Throwing 100. Right. Just as the other team, you're going to be going, what the heck? Kind of messes up every series for yeah. you, doesn't it? I mean, you're used yeah. to guys like that the bullpen, but starters? What the heck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And not for nothing, but they've, you know, Jeffrey Springs has done an unbelievable job. Uh, you know, they've, they've got. Rasmussen some, has. Rasmussen's been, was wipeout for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not like they're three and four are, are you know, easy pickings i mean no. every guy they throw out there is going to be going to be a problem but yeah you you go glass and then and then mcclanahan or mcclanahan and glass like <laughs> there's no good nights when you face them i'm just telling you as a hitter you can't really sit on, like there's nothing like the clanahan has four plus pitches and i think glass now could get you out with two consistently and just by locating the ball so yeah good luck you know, you, you're going to get in there and have to battle for everything you get against those guys, and it's great to see him back. I'm glad he's he's going to and he's going to be a factor in this run. He's going to be a factor in the postseason. 
For them to make a yeah. run, he has to be. He has to be. That's right. But what a bonus, right? Mm-hmm. To get that guy back, it's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Really fun to watch. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So we got some college football as well. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk to Matt Baker again next week, but I think the Florida State-Wake Forest game for me is the one I'll be keeping an eye on. Florida sort of has a homecoming game, if you will. Yeah, that game's moved to Sunday. Yeah. Against Eastern and Flor- Washington. And USF is playing down at FAU. FAU. That game's now a 2.30 start on Saturday. Right. Against Huge ECU. game. Huge game for them. They have to win that game against East Carolina, man. I, 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 I don't know if they have to win. Well, but, I do. It, well, <laughs> All right, you got to play damn but, well. If you lose on a last-second 60-yard field goal, I'll give it to what you. I'm but. Saying, what I'm, but, you know, add in all the things we talked about with the Bucks and the Rays this week. Right. I mean, they're practicing in, in you know, Boca Raton. They're down there. They're not yeah, at they home. Adversity. They're dealing with they everything. You know, mm-hmm. coming off an awful loss. I mean, look, if it's a close game and, and ECU kicks a game-winning field goal in the last seconds. Granted, granted, I mean, there's always there's always circumstances. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you know, know, now if they come out and play like they did against Louisville, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. You get spanked like that. You get your quarterback nicked up or you have some guys go down, you know, and you still hang in there and it, it comes down to a field goal and you lose. I mean, sure, there's some circumstances, but we haven't, you know, they haven't put two games together and that's what you want to see. Mm-hmm. You know, I really thought that after the Florida game they had kind of turned a corner, turned out hit hit a wall. But um We'll look forward to that one in the afternoon on Saturday as well. So, should be a great weekend. Of course, the Razor in Houston, as we mentioned, Bucks and the Chiefs Sunday night football. If you can contribute and help those folks out in Southwest Florida, I'm sure there'll be plenty of numbers and opportunities for you to do so as you watch the telecast. The NFL has told me they are working on a fundraising effort um, during that game. So, we'll look for that as well. Thanks for listening. I hope you and yours are safe. Uh, Listen, we're all blessed if we're in Tampa Bay to have uh, avoided this catastrophe to some extent, but help those who need it uh, and keep them in your thoughts and your prayers. For Steve Bursting, I'm Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great weekend, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.